0: If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Mindset Magic and Manifestation podcast. It's your homegirl, Michaela J, teaching you how to manifest your next level of looks life. It's a good time. Thanks for joining us for another week. Today, we have an amazing interview with my friend, Samantha. She's a total gem, obsessed with travel, just like I am. And we have such a similar story that going on a city abroad trip, like changed our lives. So we talk a lot about travel and manifesting travel, growth through travel, as well as like overcoming the comparisonitis, because I know a lot of you guys are like the jealous IG scroller because I was once that way. So um, we talk about getting over that comparisonitis so you can get out of that negative mindset um, and step more into like a, this is inspiring. I can have this. I can do this too. Anyway, so you guys are going to love, love, love. And before we dive in, this week's sponsor is the Level Up Luxe Lounge. So this is my monthly membership. And if you guys aren't in, I truly don't know what you're doing and just so you know, this is the last week for you to get in at $37 a month because there's so much content you get as soon as you sign up. You get three trainings right off the bat. There's three Q&A videos. You're getting all of the things for only 37 bucks. So next month that price is going up because there's just so much value packed in there. But the Level Up Lux Lounge is where I get to hang out with you guys every single month. Teach a masterclass over the immutable laws of the universe, how to make sense of them, how to activate them, how to actually use them in your day to day life, and we talk about that um, with manifestation and mindset, of course. So it's it's a party. Come join us. Come hang out. One of the babes in the lounge actually just manifested an acceptance. And a full ride scholarship uh, to her dream law school, which is totally incredible. She said the dean personally called her. So that's actually amazing. Um, And if you guys want results like this, another girl manifested 2K out of thin air. If you guys want results like that, you just need to tap into the universal laws and the journaling prompts that I give you and you're golden. So get in while it's $37. The link will be in the show notes for you. And this week's manifestation mode moment is going to be more about manifesting like a next level home, like a fashionable home, because a lot of people lately have been asking me about manifesting apartments and condos and homes, whether it's in the lounge or my friends or girls in my MMM program. It's just been a conversation that's being had a lot lately. Um, and funnily enough, I am moving in a couple of months. So it's going to, it's secret right now. But if you saw my Instagram story like a couple of days ago, you, you already kind of know, but Details to come on that. Anyways. Um, so what I want you guys to think about for this manifestation mode moment is what's a bougie detail you would have in your dream home. So you guys know what Everybody like has a Pinterest board basically for their dream home, like their mansion that they want. Maybe you have it in like your billion billionaire board that I told you about last week. It's like, that's your dream home. So what is like one bougie element of that that you can bring into your home now? Something you can buy now that's not gonna break the bank, that's just gonna make you feel really, really elevated. Is that maybe like all matching dishes? Maybe it's matching towels. Um, Maybe you want like really nice paintings on your walls or just like wall art. You can even go to like TJ Maxx and get like a really inexpensive wall art or just like print it out and hang it up and frame it and hang it up yourself. Like doing these little things really get you in the vibe of like, oh my God, I love this space so much. And that helps you just manifest more. Um, for me, when I was doing this recently, it was a desk. I just, I had never had a desk. You guys like I haven't had a desk since I lived on campus, like in my dorm and dorm apartment. I literally have been like working either from cafes, my kitchen table, or bed. And I was like, okay, Millionaire Michaela would not be fucking working from bed, so we need a desk. (laughs) Um, And I will link in the show notes the desk I bought from Target. It's really, really cute, nice and simple, but it just makes me feel really elevated. And I walk into the room and I'm like, okay, this is a girl who owns a business who's building an empire and has employees. She has a fucking desk to sit down and work at. And it just kind of makes you feel a certain way. And I'm not even kidding you guys. As soon as I said that, out my window, a Range Rover just drove by. I'm not even kidding you. Like, just right now. <laughs> um, So, that's a sign. You guys, figure out what is uh, one bougie element you can add to your home and make it that. For me, it was the desk. Like I said, for you, it could be a million other things. So, amazing, amazing, amazing. You guys, get inside of the Level Up Lux Lounge. Last week for 37 bucks. Make your home bougie and let's go hang out with Samantha. Hey guys, welcome back to another week on the Mindset Magic and Manifestation Podcast. Today we have a Samantha Smith with us and she's a coach, a wellness influencer, and a yoga instructor preaching, living a positive lifestyle while having an elite mindset, which you guys know we love over here. Um, and Sam took the leap straight out of college, declining all the corporate offers and jumping straight into some Euro travels, which is super cool. It's where she really found her purpose and we're going to, kind of dive into that today and how we can avoid the comparison, negative thoughts, like the kind of mindset that drags us down when we see people doing this and use it to empower us. So welcome on, Sam.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, amazing. Okay, so let's dive straight into our speed dating questions. What's your horoscope sign?
1: So I'm a Sagittarius, um, but the oh. other day I just had, yes. Um, which explains all the travel (laughs) Um, the other day i just had my natal chart read um for the first time i've never had like a a proper reading um so i learned that i'm a cancer moon and a virgo rising and tons of other i was born on a full moon so that was really cool just learning about all of that loved
0: that wow okay what a combo with cancer and virgo and sag interesting (laughs) yeah.
1: One of a kind. But I think one of my favorite things about um, at least learning about astrology for me is that a lot of us kind of only identify with that sun sign. But when you really start to dive deeper, there's so much there in those layers that I never really kind of um, experienced before. And so learning about the moon and the rising signs and, you know, what house everything was in um, that was super interesting for me. It just brought a lot of clarity on like life purpose and, and all those kinds of things. So I really loved that.
0: Yeah. It's so crazy how accurate it is. Once you dive into the full chart, I do a lot of chart readings for my friends and I always like looking, I like looking at the 10th house because it's like your like career and soul purpose work. I always think that one's super interesting. So it is all the layers. I love that. What is your daily practice?
1: So in the mornings, the things that I, that I like to tick off every day are a 10-minute meditation. Um, as I'm getting ready, I really like to either listen to like a high-vibe playlist, like some uplifting music, or a podcast. Um, I have my coffee and I do my daily journaling routine, um, and then I usually do a bit of stretching or yoga.
0: Ooh. Okay. What's your daily journaling routine? Is that like a specific practice you have? Yeah. So I've tried a lot of journaling throughout the years and
1: I've done all of the kind of affirmations and gratitude, but I kind of took what I liked and what worked for me from a lot of other sources and formulated my own kind of system. Um, And it's really been working for me, especially because it. It's not very time-consuming, so I'm the type of person where if it's going to take me 20 minutes to do it, I know that some days I'm going to find an excuse for why I can't fit it in. So it's been really nice having this kind of five-minute journaling routine. It's really quick, um, but it get, hits all the points. So um, it's got three things of gratitude, essentially. I like to call them wins because I'll write them as as I am statements or um, kind of like affirmations, but it's not only things that I can be grateful for, but also things that are going well, you know, taking that moment in your day to, to really search for the things that are already working because it's so easy for us to think about what's not going right or what needs improvement. So really focusing on those little wins and the things that are already working out well for us and that we can be grateful for. And then the second part is, um, three affirmations and those change every day, you know, based on how I'm feeling or really how I want to feel. So, writing out those affirmations really help drive and, and bring to the forefront of my mind how I want to feel in that day. And then the last portion is five life goals, and so those are always the same. Um, until I've completed them or ticked them off then I'll eventually change them but really big audacious um, out there goals that I want to accomplish in my lifetime and I write those as affirmations as well in the present tense I am that da da. da um, five really big goals for my life so three wins three affirmations and five life goals that's my five minute practice every
0: day Mm, I love that. And that's actually something I've been talking about lately with my clients is just like getting used to, for the life goals part, getting used to like saying them out loud, getting used to writing them, looking at them every single day, because it just gets you so used to seeing them. So then it becomes normal and it can manifest so much faster. So I love that that's part of your daily journaling.
1: Yeah. I think that's a huge part of manifestation in general is you know, kind of stepping into that version of yourself and what it would look like to really call yourself that or write that on a page of I am, whatever that goal is that you're seeking. And when you do that every day and you continuously bring it to the forefront of your mind, you know, it seeps so deep into the subconscious that you, you fully start to believe that that is who you are. And as we know, that's really the key to manifesting it is already being there and believing that it is who you are
0: hmm totally I love that what's your favorite travel spot so I live in Spain so I obviously
1: really love the country I fell in love mm-hmm. with it when I studied here and I was kind of every weekend traveling around Europe and it it did end up being my favorite place of of all the countries that I visited so I think one spot in Spain that I really like that I keep going back to is Ibiza it's oh. just yeah, it's just really, I don't know. It's really the beaches are so different. Um, because they're like little like cutouts of this like mountainous island. Um, and it's just the water is like that turquoise blue and there's just such a vibe there. It's really mm. cool.
0: Yeah, that's so high on my travel list. I wanna go so badly. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's really it's really cool. Mm, so beautiful. What's the coolest thing you've manifested?
1: So I've manifested a lot of things in my lifetime and some things before I even really knew what manifesting was. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we all have, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you realize it or not. But I think one moment that really like stands out for me of when I was like, whoa, like this shit is real. um, Is not necessarily a manifestation, but it was when I was working in a job that really was taxing on my mental health and like it it wasn't my passion and I knew that I wanted to leave the job um, but I didn't have anything else lined up and I was you know in that in that spot of fear where the voice in your head kind of is telling you like you can't quit because you won't have enough money you won't be able to pay your bills like you can't just um, you'll never be able to you know work for yourself or whatever it may be those fears start talking to you and so I was it was at the point where I was really getting into my spiritual practice and so I decided that I would um, ask the universe for some help or for some guidance so I decided to ask for for a sign um, and I just thought okay if the universe can can help me and let me know that by leaving this job I'm gonna be on the right path um, I'll start seeing butterflies I really want to receive this sign from the universe of seeing lots of butterflies. So I, so I asked for this sign, um, like in a meditation and I opened my eyes, I was sitting on a park bench on a break from work, from the job that I hated. (laughs) And I opened my eyes from this short meditation asking for a sign. And there was a woman walking by and it looked like she had a butterfly on her shirt, but I was like, okay, that's way too fast. Like you're just (laughs) seeing, like it can't be real. And so I was kind of sitting there for a little bit and I looked down at my phone and I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw a caption that had the butterfly emoji in it. And I was Um, like, okay, but it's just an emoji, you know, like, I don't know. I don't trust really. I I want more. And I kept scrolling and then I saw a girl that was at, I think it was like a, like an EDC like some sort of music festival and she was standing in front of this wall that had a massive butterfly on it and i was like okay whoa i was getting kind of freaked out like that's definitely a like that's a butterfly right i look up from my phone and i see like kind of far down the street a little girl walking with her mom and it looks like she's wearing a dress that's covered in butterflies and i'm like <laughs> At this point, I'm like shitting myself. I'm like, oh right. my God. So I get up, I, I grab my bag, I get all my stuff. I'm like, I have to get closer to this girl to know for sure, like if I'm seeing the butterflies. <laughs> well, I literally start following this little girl and sure enough, her dress is covered in butterflies. And then the last kind of portion of this whole asking for a sign of butterflies thing was a couple of days later, a package arrived to our house and it was some prints that we had ordered for our house. And in the box, I guess they send these to everyone, but in the box, there were these little plastic butterflies like scattered around.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was
1: just like this moment, like I have goosebumps now thinking about it of, you know, one of those manifestation stories or one of those moments where you really realize that like the universe is supporting you and taking care of you. And when you ask for guidance or support, you will receive it. You just need to show up for it. And so Mm. for me, I think that was one of the coolest experiences for me because it was so immediate, like the speed of it was really cool. And then also just how much it really showed up for me, that sign where it was undeniable.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And it also goes to show like, You were just so open to receiving that, you know, you were like, I just, I really need this support. It's almost like when we're at that breaking point, we're like, I can't do anything else except for like receive the signs so I can take the leap. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that moment of surrender when you realize that you
1: alone don't, don't have the the capability to kind of, uh, make all the decisions or be certain of what the outcome is going to be. So you kind of surrender to the, you know, to the love and guidance and support of the universe.
0: Yeah, totally. And it also reminds us that like, we're just in like constant conversation with the universe as well.
1: Yeah. Through our thoughts, our actions, and anytime that we really want, want or decide to drop into that place of, of trusting and receiving, we can.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. What's your favorite luxury splurge?
1: I think my favorite thing to really like spend lots of money on, I guess, would be traveling. Just because I think for me, like having an experience is so gratifying, Um, more so than like buying something. But yeah, I just love something that I never feel bad about spending money on or that I actually like always look forward to spending money on it is travel just Mm -hmm. because I love seeing new places and having new experiences. And when you travel, you always, you know, go out to nice restaurants and it's just all the, all of those really fun experiences. Um, so that I think is definitely my favorite thing to spend money on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't think anything beats the feeling of like booking a plane ticket. (laughs) I know. Yeah, you do. You get
1: kind of that, like, Butterflies in the stomach like excitement of like, okay, it's real like we're actually
0: going right a hundred percent I love it. Okay. What's your favorite book like all-time favorite book? Oh, wow, that's hard all-time favorite book I think
1: I Love okay. I love the power of now like I think that's a title that I have to say just because it's I think it's so massively powerful um, but I can't say that it's my favorite because it is kind of like a, a difficult read, I guess. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with um, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein because uh-huh. that was one of the books that really helped me drop into that place of trust um, and start kind of leaning into that guidance and support from the universe.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I have the power. I actually have both of those books and the power of now. I only got through a little bit of it because honestly I was so bored reading it. It's like, it is a kind of like difficult read. Like you have to be really into it and committed to finish.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's one of those, but well, I had that book on my bookshelf for the longest time because it's like when you're in this space, it's like one of those books that you kind of feel like, right. you <laughs> um, mm-hmm but I never really wanted to like pick it up and keep reading it. Cause yeah, it is, it's, it's kind of dry, I guess. Um, but the information in it is really powerful. So.
0: Mm, So good. Well, I'll take this as a sign to dive back in. I'm looking at it on my bookshelf and I'm like, I should probably give it another shot. (laughs) I love that. Okay. And our very last speed dating question is what's your go-to coffee or tea order at the moment? I'm a matcha girl. I love me matcha. Me too. <laughs> yes. Matcha and and almond milk. Ooh, yum, yummy. I love it. Um, I always do my matcha. Well, as of right now, I'm doing it like half coconut milk, half almond iced. Ooh, yeah, such better. a good combo. Yeah, you'll have to try it. Let me know. I loved it and. I'm really doing it because I'm in like a cutting season of fitness right now. And so I'm doing it to like save the calories because normally I do all coconut milk, but I've come to really love the combo anyways. So it's so good. <laughs> love it. Okay. Well, let's just dive straight into you. I'm really excited to hear this story of your Europe trip because it's so unconventional that somebody just comes out of college, especially a university like Ohio state, which like is my mortal enemy because I go to university of Nebraska, but um, it's, uh, just really interesting to hear, like, and especially you've declined kind of the corporate offers and you were just like, I'm going to do this. So what inspired you to jump straight into travel is my first question. And then like, how did you afford to just jump right into that?
1: So like growing up, I always knew that I wanted to travel and I came from a family where we didn't really travel a lot. And so I think also being like a Sag, you know, we kind of just have this inherent desire to see the world and to travel and explore. So that could have been it also, but I think it was, I saw a lot of my friends and their families taking these really cool vacations and um, you know, my family, we didn't really travel that much. So I always thought, you know, when I am in control of my life and when I'm old enough, I'm going to travel and I'm going to see so much of the world. So I kind of had that mindset like growing up that I knew I really wanted to travel. And so one of the things that I did in school was um, I studied Spanish. So I was studying a foreign language because I knew if I can get good at this language, I can convince my parents to let me study abroad.
0: (laughs) Oh, genius. I love
1: that. (laughs) So my first year up trip was studying abroad my third year in college my junior year and so I did a semester in Spain and I was living in Madrid and I went by myself like no one I went through a third party program so no one from my school went um in typical Sag fashion I was just like peace I'm gonna go by myself (laughs) um and so that was a really good experience because I just kind of threw myself into it and I had no choice but to be fully in, in the moment and, you know, be present, um, and make friends and figure it out. And so when i was studying abroad i was my home base was in madrid i was living in madrid but like every weekend we would you know pick a new city or a new country in europe to travel to and so throughout those like four months or whatever of that semester of traveling so often and seeing all these new countries and places um, i think at that point i went to like eight or nine countries and it was just a couple month time frame um i really caught that like travel bug. Mm. And I just knew when that semester finished, like I wasn't finished. Like I wasn't ready to, to stop exploring and to stop seeing the world. So I went back to school um, and I finished my, my senior year And I graduated and, you know, I got my degree and I did all the things like I applied to jobs and I did the interviews and, you know, I got some nice job offers and I was super proud of myself. And there was a moment where it was really difficult because when you're sitting across the table from someone in a suit and they're shaking your hand and they're offering you a job, you kind of get that, that ego comes in. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so excited about that, like potentially moving to Chicago and taking this job offer. And I was visualizing myself in the city and being this businesswoman. Um, And so I really had to, to sit with myself in that time and kind of think, what is it that I really want? What is it that my soul is really craving? Because before that, I was really committed to to going back to Europe at some point and to continue studying Spanish. I really wanted to be fluent. I wanted to see more of the world. And then all of a sudden, as, you know, graduation was coming around and everyone around me was accepting jobs and they were talking about, you know, their starting salaries. And it was all kind of like this pressure coming down of like, okay, what am I really going to do? Um, and of course, like, It was devastating to my parents (laughs) Uh to tell them that like I had just finished this, these four years at this amazing school that, you know, they helped me pay so much to get through and that I wasn't gonna use the degree and Um, that I was just gonna kind of, you know, do my own thing and move off to a foreign country. um, Yeah. Without like that much of a plan, I knew that I was gonna, you know, try to teach English because that was the thing that I had learned as I was studying abroad in Europe that a lot of people do when they want to yeah. move to Europe and kind of explore more. There's lots of, you know, teaching opportunities. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really difficult time trying to to decipher what the right move was for me when I knew externally what everyone else was doing and what everyone's opinions were of it and what everyone else kind of expected of me. Um, So I think it was, I'm really proud of myself for making that decision and knowing that it was really important for me to kind of find myself and explore more and trust that that was right because it would have been so easy to just take what everyone else was telling me and follow what everyone else was doing and, you know, continue on that, um, on that normal, if you will, path. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And that's actually something that I am facing right now. It's like where me and like my friends are all in our senior year and it's like, okay, a lot of us are, we're all going to be graduating and then everybody is going to be off getting these jobs. And for me, I already have my own business. I already run my career. And so it's like, this, it is that pressure of like, oh my gosh, like there is the ego involved when you get the job offer, but it's also like, I already do what I love and you just having to be okay with doing what you love on your terms, even though not everyone's going to get it. Not, it's not normal. And it's interesting because a lot of my family members even are like, oh yeah, travel while you're young. And I'm like, oh, well I'm going to be traveling the rest of my life, but thanks. (laughs) So it's just such an interesting thing. And it's such an an ego thing to push through. Like you said, how did you get through that? Was it just through like meditation? Was it through journaling, daily practice, talking to somebody? Like how did you really push through the ego part of it?
1: I think a lot of my friends were really, really supportive of it, which was super helpful. Like in my immediate circle of friends, um, they were all really encouraging me to, you know, do what I wanted to do. And Um, I think for a lot of young people, the idea of moving to a foreign country and exploring and traveling is really exciting. So when I told my friends that that was kind of the path that I was thinking of going down, they were really behind me and like, you should go for it. You should totally do it. That would be an amazing experience. Like you can always get a job at another time, Mm. but like you may not ever have the freedom and the, you know, because when you graduate college, it's like this, weird moment of in between where like you have no ties at that point mm-hmm. you have no no one to answer to really you don't have to answer to a boss or you know you don't live with your family anymore so it's kind of like this this perfect moment in time where you're just free and i felt like if i didn't jump in that moment I may mm. then have more things holding me back in the future that may, you know, make it more inconvenient to to do that travel and live in a foreign country for, you know, I don't know how long. I've been here for three and a half years. I said that it was gonna be one, but <laughs> <laughs> but here we are.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. So I think that's so amazing.
1: Definitely the support of friends really helped me. And then um yeah, just kind of, I think my, my yoga practice has always been there for me in a sense of being able to clear my mind and come back to center and remember what my thoughts and my opinions are
0: mm-hmm. and
1: kind of push out the ones that are seeping in from the outside and perhaps contaminating what my soul is really trying to tell me.
0: Yeah, I know I love that. And how did you afford to just go on the trip to Europe? Had you been saving up? Did you, you know, how did you fund that trip? So, my senior year,
1: I was nannying and I was squirreling away cash money in an envelope in my bedroom. <laughs> And so I was saving for for flights and for the visa process. So I saved up, I saved up a couple thousand dollars for, you know, tra- I had to travel to Washington, D.C. because you have to personally hand in your documents when you apply for the student visa and for the flights and everything. And then I knew kind of as I when I got there, I was only going to have so much money to get me through, you know, a little bit of time. And then after that, I was just going to have to figure it out. So there was a lot of trust involved there, too, but yeah i I work to save up
0: yeah, so good, and I love that of just like have enough, get you there to get the things done, and then you just have to trust and figure it out and like I feel like that 's how so much of my life has gone where it 's just like, okay, make that initial investment and then just fucking figure it out, you know, like do the things you have to to you know continue to thrive or survive or whatever, but it always works out in the end, especially if you're really grounded in like your spirituality.
1: Yeah. Because if you, like, if we wait, if we want to wait until we have all of the money and all of the freedom and all of the perfect timing, like you'll just be waiting forever. So Mm -hmm. life is going to pass you by and you're going to miss out on all of these experiences. There has to be that element of trust or else Mm -hmm. you're not going to get to experience these, you know, these big dreams that you have. Everyone's, sitting around thinking, Oh, one day when I have X amount of money or, you know, when I have whatever, you know, whatever it may be when I am blank, Mm -hmm. but that's not coming. That's never coming. So you're never going to be ready. You just need to do the work to get started, make the jump, and then trust that
0: something's there to catch you. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that's like the whole part of manifestation. Like we were talking about earlier, it's like, you're manifesting what you are. That's why like doing those affirmations and those I'm statements are so powerful. It's like, you're never going to be ready, but you can just start to do the thing, be the thing. And then everything comes afterwards. And, um, one of my favorite Oracle decks is the work, your light deck by Rebecca Campbell. And my, one of my favorite cards in it is the leap card. And it says like, you go first, the universe will catch you. And that's truly how it works for every facet of life. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm, I love that. So message.
1: good. Go first and the universe will catch you. So good.
0: Yeah. I want to know what was your mindset like before leaving? Um, and how has it evolved? And this could even be like before your study abroad trip or before you actually moved, like what's been the shift, biggest shift for you in your head? Oh my God. So many. (laughs) I figured.
1: (laughs) I think, yeah. When I think back to the, to the person that I was before I came to Spain, like we're two different. Yeah. We're two different girls. Mm. Um, I mean, when you start to kind of really envelop yourself in, in spirituality and in personal development And in seeking more for your life, I think those shifts start to happen so quickly and your mindset kind of does a 180 where you become this new version, this next level version of yourself that is so, so different and so beyond who you ever were before that, you know, sometimes like when I'm thinking about this question now, what was your mindset before you left? I'm not sure that I can even step back into who I was then to remember what my mindset was like Mm -hmm. because I've completely evolved into this new version of myself. And I just know that so much has changed. So I, there's so much more, like I've gotten so much deeper into my, into my practice and um, so much, I've developed so much more trust in the universe. And I think at that point I knew That I needed to trust, but I had no idea about the magnitude or the impact that my own thoughts and actions and feelings were having in co creating my life. So now I really have this deep understanding that I am the creator of my my reality and I am working alongside the universe to decide what my life is going to look like and what experiences I call into my reality. Whereas before I kind of had this idea of, Oh, I just need to trust that something out there is going to be looking out for me and helping me. And now I really live in that mindset of knowing I'm part of the creation process.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And it's actually really interesting. I was listening to Ed let podcast recently and he was talking about, um, how a lot of people, once they're like a lot of successful people, a lot of celebrities, high level people, it's hard for them to almost look back and talk about that and talk about the mindset because I was like, Successful, like, you know, personal growth focused people, we're so present and we're so looking at where we're going. We're looking at what we're creating. So it's almost hard to put ourselves back into the mindset before. And I know for me, it's the same thing. Like, before I did a study abroad trip in France, so I completely changed my life. And it's hard to think about where we were before. I'm like, I don't even know what I thought about all day or like what was going on in my head. And it's like, thank God that we took the leap to. You know, transform our lives and we didn't even know necessarily that it would transform our lives so much.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Like even just, you know, thinking about that question when you asked me that, I was like, Wow, what was my mindset? Like what was I thinking and doing and, and did I have any idea of, you know, what it was gonna become or why I was doing it? So I think yeah. it is when you when you have that kind of tunnel vision of, of where you're going and who who you're trying to become it's hard to step back into those previous versions of yourself and remember.
0: hmm A hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm curious to know, like, what have been some of your practices and rituals that have made you, like, more magnetic while traveling? Because you said that you've really stepped into this knowing that, like, you're the creator of your reality. What are you kind of doing um, to manifest more, manifest quickly um, in your life just now? I think visualization is huge for me. Um,
1: so, and, and really getting clear first on the ideas, because I think a lot of us have, if, if you were to ask someone like, oh, what do you want to do in the future? Or what's your, what's your plan for success? We have lots of general ideas, but when you sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and you have to put it on paper, there's something about the pressure of, like, writing it in words that really makes you think okay what do i really want what do i really see myself as who am i actually becoming so i think journaling especially is is one of the practices that has really helped me refine exactly where i'm trying to go and then form that into affirmations i'm obsessed with affirmations mm. like and i used to just write them down but now recently i'm really loving saying them out loud like even as i'm Saging the room or something, I'll just be saying out loud my affirmations of who I am, um, essentially like who I'm becoming. But in that present tense, I am, and I think that's really helped me speed up the process of of manifesting because what you say out loud is actually ten times more powerful at influencing your reality than anything that you think in your head, um, and that's oh, a real. Wow. That's a real mindset stat. So if you're trying to create something or you're trying to call something into your reality, start saying that shit out loud. Writing is powerful, but speaking beats it.
0: Wow, I did not know that. That's so interesting. yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. And so that's been really, really a huge thing for me recently. Is starting to take time to speak those out loud. And I know some people that will even do like voice notes um, to them like on their phone or something to themselves, Mm. to just get into the practice of, of speaking it out loud, whether it's your gratitude or your affirmations. But yeah, anything you say out loud is 10 times more powerful at influencing your reality.
0: So. That's crazy. And it makes sense because it's like, it's all a vibration and I can feel myself shifting my vibe more when I'm saying things out loud or when I'm just like getting really excited and like, you know, like happy yelling about something. Or a lot of times I'll just be driving my car and I'll just be like yelling, like it's a great day to be a millionaire. Like it's stuff like that. It just makes you smile and you can really feel that energy shifting. So that makes a lot of sense. I love that. And Affirmations are so powerful. That was like the very first thing that I learned in the personal development space. So, it's an OG one for me too. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And um, I think
1: like you said when you start to when you start to say them out loud, it brings in the feeling, which is kind uh-huh. of what you were talking about. It, it makes you more excited about it. And so you have that kind of one two punch for manifestation of of saying it um and believing it and then you also bring in the feeling of already having it. So, I think that uh-huh. is that really helps.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what visualization has done for me recently too, because that's something that I'm getting really into as well is just focusing on visualizing every night before bed and like really feeling those feelings. And I just bought a Tesla and the week before I got my Tesla every single night was visualizing, like signing the papers and getting in my car, like to the point where I'd be in like happy tears. And like when you can evoke that level of feeling, like that shit is done. Like it is done in the quantum and that is very powerful stuff. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I know
0: I was kind
1: of following your little journey
0: with, with (laughs) Tesla.
1: And when you got it, I was just like, Oh my God, go Michaela.
0: Oh, (laughs) thank you. Oh my God. I'm just obsessed with Tessa, the Tesla. She's, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about, um, that, like, buffer period between you coming home from study abroad to leaving again, because this is something not a lot of people are talking about. We go on these trips or, you know, you might be in a really high vibe phase of your life and then you come home and things are old like they were before and weird and stagnant. And a lot of times we end up bottoming out and having these super weird lows. Did you ever experience that? Like that kind of like, fall off from like the high vibe travel vibes? And if you did, how did you pick yourself back up?
1: Yeah, I definitely did. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of my friends at school kind of studied abroad at the same time. We all, Mm. a lot of us, a group of us left the same semester and then everyone kind of joked coming back how it was like post study abroad depression or something. Yes. (laughs) Even like a thing on social media, like where people, when they come back from their trips, they're just like, they talk about this kind of like depression phase of, you know, not being in Europe anymore and and not being able to travel all the time because it is, it's a shift in vibration. And so you kind of have to take charge of that. Um, And so I think what really helped for me was when I came back, it was my, the start of my, my senior year which is obviously really exciting. Everyone loves senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of exciting things going on. And then also, you know, um, like football season is huge. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you know. So just kind of really being present in the things that that I had going on in my present reality um, and finding time to, you know, feel those feelings of excitement and fun with my friends really helped me get over that kind of feeling of of low after after all the the travel and then also I had already kind of planted the seed in my mind of maybe I'm gonna go back and so I think that was always kind of there for me when I felt like bummed that I wasn't traveling anymore like oh but you're gonna go back you know you are
0: yeah, I love that. That's actually something I did coming back from my city abroad trip was like I came back and literally within the month I was like, I, I'm going back this year. Like and I did go back five months later. Um, and I was just like planting that seed makes it so I don't know, it just strings you along in a good way. <laughs> You're like, yeah. okay, I can do this. And I think this is a real issue a lot of people have and I travel at least once a month. I'm always gone. And for business trips, for traveling in general, but like when we come home, we're like, Oh my God, like that was so amazing. How can we carry that over? Or I know for me, like I manifest so much while traveling and then I get home and I'm kind of like, Oh, this is just like same old, same old. But I love that. Just like focusing on being present and really bringing those feelings of excitement to the everyday. Um, I think that goes, um, for a lot of things in life, you know, like if we're in a really high, high period, maybe have a great birthday weekend. It's like, just keep up that excitement and keep going.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, that's kind of part of when I do that morning journaling of, of wins, that's really me seeking that out and thinking like, okay, what am I excited about in my, in my daily life right now? What can I be happy about? What's working? What's making me feel high vibe. And so just reminding yourself that even if it may just be another mundane Thursday, there are still <laughs> things in your life that are, that are going well and that you can get excited about and kind of shift yourself into a higher vibration for feeling those feelings of joy and happiness and excitement.
0: Mm, I love that. And for all of the girls and all the listeners who can't really travel, but they see everybody on Instagram traveling and uh, on the beach eating their smoothie bowls and they're kind of getting that FOMO. What tips do you have to avoid that comparison itis vibe? Yeah. So
1: comparison is something that we all experience um and i think you know it's tough because we're naturally in a sense wired for this form of negativity and comparison Mm -hmm. so um our brain this is like the natural process for our brain is to you know search for what's going wrong or search for danger um because in previous times you know Prehistoric times, the human mind really needed to be able to pick out the negative things and what was wrong and what looked dangerous and what could be a threat before it was able to appreciate any of the beauty or anything else because it was a form of survival mm. and a way for our species to be able to to evolve. And so it sucks now because our world has changed so much around us and we live right. in so much more of a, a safe world but we still have this reptilian brain we still have this this mind that wants to find everything negative or wrong and also with the the comparison piece it's like we used to be um we've evolved from a people that that were in tribes and so it was really important for you to to be conscious of the opinions of other people, and to care about what those tribe members thought of you, and and how your leaders perceived you, because if you weren't valuable and if you weren't contributing, um, you might get left behind or kicked out, and and that meant that you were going to die. And so this brain that we all have is wired for caring what other people think. But now it's not life or death what someone thinks of you. In fact, it's really none of your business what someone else thinks and so because of social media and our ability to be connected 24 7 this phenomenon is just completely amplified and kind of takes us over and so i think what's really important to remember is that like for example travel travel bloggers a lot of us follow these people on instagram um mm. that travel for a living and they're always in a new country every week and they're taking these amazing insanely beautiful pictures and like their bodies look amazing and the water is perfect and you see that and you're just kind of like oh my god like that must be so cool so amazing like they get paid by these brands to go wherever they want and they get to experience all this stuff but what you see on social media, and especially in that in that situation that I just outlined, is really 80% constructed by your mind. Because you don't know what they're doing while they're traveling and what that lifestyle is really like for them. All you know is the end result, the end finished product of that highly edited image. And so I think for girls that might be seeing lots of this travel, one is if it's really getting to you and it's really, you know, affecting you, maybe you need to unfollow some of those accounts, not because they're negative or bad or, or anything is wrong with the, the people, but just because you need to protect your energy and, right. and you need to, to recognize that perhaps that's something that's bringing you into a lower vibe every day when you open your phone. So maybe you need to unfollow or maybe you just need to remember that those travel bloggers probably don't see half of the stuff in that country or fully experience it because they're busy running around carrying camera bags and battery packs and memory cards and all this stuff and working and editing and filming and taking a thousand photos and getting frustrated with each other because they're not getting the perfect shot and they need it to turn it into the <laughs> brand. Like some of them will even say, you know, like it's not what it looks like. Like it's cool in some aspects, but it's not what you're imagining it to be. So really bringing yourself back into reality and remembering that what we see on social media is 80% constructed by our own mind. And it's only what you think you see. It's not actually what's real.
0: Mm, That's so true. And like a lot of, and especially for me being in college a lot, and I'm gone all the time for work and travel. People are like, Oh my God, your life is so amazing. I'm like, yeah, but you guys don't see the like 2 AM nights where I have to do homework because I have to catch a flight the next day. You guys don't see, like, I have to buy different bags to carry all my cameras and computer. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff people don't see behind the scenes. That's such a good point. And, um, coming back to like the history, super interesting not like, yeah, we really had to fit into these tribes like way back in the day. And that's why our brains are so wired to that. And I think that's where like past life regression, um, healing is so important or, you know, like thinking about healing, like karma, that stuff very, like, is very fascinating to me because we carry on like the heaviness of that even today. And I think that's where a lot of the, that comparisonitis kind of comes from. And with social media, it's just so amplified. I like that you brought it to like you have to protect your energy because that's what it's it, that's what it is at the end of the day. Like if these people are following them inspires you and excites you, follow them. But if it feels like you're kind of bagging on yourself and getting negative, unfollow them. It's like a very simple thing but we just don't think about it as much.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what you're exposing yourself to every day whether it's in your real life or or the life through your phone screen. Like that stuff is seeping into your subconscious. So if you're, you know, seeing those images and constantly thinking like, oh, like I'm never going to get to live that lifestyle or like, oh, I wish I could travel more, but like I'm <laughs> stuck here doing blank, you know, those are, those are negative thoughts and, and that's going to affect, you know, your ability to manifest. It's going to affect your mood. It, it affects everything. So yeah, you really need to be the protector of your energy because no one else is going to do that job for you.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it also shows you where there's more work to be done too. So if you like any of the listeners, if you guys are like, wow, this is me. Like I look at X person's Instagram and think, oh, lucky her. I wish I could travel. Like, yeah. Unfollow her. If that's going to, you know, help your energy, but also get in your journal and write like, why did this trigger me? Why do I feel like I can't have this lifestyle? Because at the same time you're seeing it because it's probably something you do desire. You do desire to travel more. And so it just gives us a good lesson a good point of reference of where we may still have those limiting beliefs. Yeah, definitely journal that shit out. Mhm. Amen. I love all of this. And how do you kind of get back grounded after doing all of this, you know, like once you're done curating where you're spending your energy, how do you ground yourself back down just on the day to day? Like for me personally, my my personal
1: practice of how I ground myself
0: hmm Yeah.
1: I think, I think meditation for me is, is how I feel grounded. And I really notice the difference on, on days that I don't meditate. Um, you know, I may just kind of feel a little bit off or maybe in the afternoon, I kind of start to get that feeling of I'm not motivated or I don't want to go to the gym or I'm like, oh, I just kind of feel like I'm not in that high vibe. Like why am I not motivated? What's happening? And then I'm like, oh, I didn't meditate today. And it really does kind of make a difference just putting in, even if it's just those five to 10 minutes to really sit and allow, you know, the mind to settle like the, I imagine the mind like a snow globe and, you know, it's constantly shaken up all day long. And so when you give it those couple minutes to kind of let the pieces settle and fall to the bottom, there's clarity and you can kind of just see, you know, uh, what's important and that really for me is like the most grounding to, for my personal practice
0: hmm I love that. Yeah. Cause it's like so much of what we're doing on the day-to-day, we're so in our heads all the time, whether it's like comparing ourselves to people or like really trying to focus on our vibe. And so I think having some kind of grounded practice is super important. And I just love to see what everybody's is. Meditation is a big one for me as well. And for me, I love to work out. I love to just like get back into my body, probably similar to how yoga is for you. Uh, it's just like, get back into your body, bring yourself back down to earth. And it also reminds me that like, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be taken care of. You can always have what you want. You just need to come back to your center.
1: Yeah, I think definitely like moving your body is, a, is another really important one because it is that kind of get out of your head and get into your body. It's one of those things where when you're physically moving and kind of shaking up the energy, if you ever feel stagnant or just like bleh, really a, a, the best way to shift it is to like move that energy around so literally physically moving and yeah i experienced that through through working out and through yoga as well so i think that's another great grounding practice for anyone that you know might be feeling a little bit like scattered or just overwhelmed um those are two really great ways to kind of bring yourself back to center
0: yeah i love that okay and the last question i ask everybody on the podcast is what's your number one tip for manifestation so I think the most important thing
1: to remember when you're trying to manifest is that the universe doesn't respond to hopes or desires. It really responds to action. And so it's your job to step into the next level version of yourself that you're trying to become and really try to be her in the present moment. So play pretend and you know it may be it may feel silly at times to say the things out loud or to act it out or to make yourself get excited like how you said with your Tesla like you were mm-hmm. like crying happy tears like by yourself in your bedroom like thinking about being in the car and signing the papers like yeah. <laughs> some some people might have you know too much of their ego in the way to like be able to do that but like that's really what you need to do. You need to act as if mm-hmm. and really start to feel those feelings and be that person. So commit to those, um, those routines and, and commit to those rituals or daily practices that your next level version of yourself would be doing and, and start doing them now.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. So important. Amazing. Well, thank you for all of this. Thank you for sharing your story and your tips. Where can we connect with you online? So on Instagram, you can find me at underscore
1: Samantha Daily. And then my website is just Samanthadaily.com and there's some, some nice free resources on there. Um I've got a free meditation, a free journaling guide, um, so some nice nice things on there if anyone's looking for tips on um manifestation or lots of wellness and recipes. And yeah, come hang out with me. Come find me. Be my friend.
0: <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Michaela. It was good to talk to you. Yes. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.